Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 518, the not necessarily the box office report for the week. <laughs> just going to keep adding words to it. I am, yeah. <laughs> until my brain explodes. Uh, for the week ending October 20th, 2019. Full disclosure, that's an Emo Phillips joke, and I stole it. Which one? Until my brain explodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a thing where he goes to court, and the judge is like, Emo? And he's like, yes. Emo Phillips? Yes. Your Emo Phillips? Well, you're just going to keep adding a word each time <laughs> until your brain explodes. Ah, love emo films. Can you get stuff. that copy of uh, Meet the Parents for us? Oh, if only I could. It'd be interesting to see what that movie Someone is like. Someone has to have he's it. He's got it. He's got well, it. I thought he's just seen it. He has it? No, no he, he, he's, he's has in it. it. Yeah, he's well, got yeah, it. Yeah, so I, thought, he, I didn't know he, he has a it. copy. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And he's been good about keeping that on lockdown. Well, he probably doesn't want to get the living crap suit <laughs> That's out all of probably that. true, yeah. Because they like bought that thing lock, stock, yeah. and barrel. For people that don't know what we're talking about, Meet the Parents is technically a remake. The of a movie that, you've never seen. Of a movie you've never seen. Yeah. Like this, this indie comic made a movie called Meet the Parents with the same plot. Emo Phillips had a small role in it. And it was um, like supposedly like the funniest movie ever made. Like people just couldn't get enough of this movie and it was so funny that the hollywood studios pulled up with all their money and yep. they were like we would like to buy that from you and you can never release the original <laughs> version in any way shape or form and that people who have seen it are like and they're not even like bagging on the meet the parents with Cause it's a good, that's a funny movie yeah and they're like that's a really funny movie and they're like but this original version like kicks the living crap out of it. Interesting. Wow. And so it's so who knows sometimes too that stuff it can get inflated in your mind sure, like sure, when you're sure. not allowed to see it and then you're just like ah oh, this got to be so good. Yeah. Uh, there was uh I was just 
this I was listening to a podcast. They're talking about uh, Black Christmas. Uh, Which was, one? The <laughs> Bob, the good yeah. one. Uh, so, but like they the said, oh, there's another yet? one. There's another one coming out, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, isn't that Blumhouse though. Yeah, it might so, be. I mean, if it's Blumhouse, it might be. we got to give it a shot. But they said that like it was so successful that they wanted to do a re- uh, a, a sequel, and Bob Clark was like, "No, I'm going to go do a Christmas a story. Christmas story, Black yeah. New Year." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Black. No, well, he, he, he went and did a this, Christmas story. This was like, his. So Carpenter was like, "Oh man, I love that movie. Like, what would the sequel have been?" And Bob Clark was like, "I don't know. I don't know." Finally, he was like, "Look, uh, he would have the killer would have been caught and put us put in a sanitarium. He would have gotten out uh, and gone back to the house." Where he did his original deed, and I would have set it on Halloween. Hmm. And everybody's <laughs> like, "Is that uh, is that story real?" Because <laughs> if so, Carpenter just ripped off Bob Clark. <laughs> so that's the, that's the that's I just I was like, man, I hope that's not real. I uh, hope somebody just made that story up <laughs> because I hope that's not the case. There's a good chance they did. Yeah, but... hopefully. <laughs> so uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're you can find Spreaker? us. We are still on Spreaker. Okay, cool. I, for, I, now. for now. For now. For now. Negotiating deal if I don't like their terms. <laughs> we're this walking. Deal's getting, this deal's getting worse all the time. walking away. <laughs> um, you can also find us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, leave a review. That's always helpful. And, of course, you can join the League of Show Sharers, which is really kind of two things. One, there's our group called League of Show Sharers, which is a lot easier to kind of have conversations with us or with other listeners. That's always fun. Always with an asterisk saying 95% of the time it's fun. And uh, and you can also actually become a real-life League of Show sharer by sharing an episode. That's the goal. That's the goal. So uh, people who were kind enough to share the show this week, Librarian Cynthia, Lane LeVanway, Brent Smith, Griffin Foxsmith, Ken Mill, Susan Carlson, Chris Sanders, Tom Comiskey, Chris Williams, Timmy Tuzoons, Travis Tewitt, Chris Magicman, Tammy Sherman Powers, Ralph Tribble, Aaron Marlowe, Julianne Jordan, Gabriel Lugo, and Ron Johnson. And, uh, of course, Brad Hyen has been excluded. Off the list, Brad. Because of the Brad Hyen rule. Uh, I mean, sneak. he shared, so it's nice. Yeah. He should, oh, but, he should, but yeah. he's not officially on the list. That's correct. He's excluded by the He's like the Lou Gehrig. Of League of Show Shares, he, that has, is, he has a crippling disease. No, it's named after him. <laughs> oh, this, I gotcha. this particular <laughs> thing is named after yeah, him. Gotcha. Yes, as far as I know, he's perfectly healthy. But you oh, know, God, good luck in God's please edit that out. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> I'd like to think when he shared it, though, he was trying to pull one over on you. I'm sure he was. He's a he's a sneaky little bastard. Yeah. So. Um, also, don't forget, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers. Uh, the two ways you can support the show, you can share an episode or you can become a Patreon subscriber, five bucks a month, and you get uh, bonus content and helps us out with just some of the day-to-day costs of operating. Kevin sent me a link for what the next Patreon episode is. And it is we've a, got to do, we've got one coming doozy. up. Let's not even say what it is. I'm not going to say what it is. Patreon listeners, <laughs> thank you. You Get ready. We're going to do a fun it's, one. Yeah, it's, it looks like something. They're scripting a musical ad- <laughs> adaptation. Oh, I was, Joe was leading the <laughs> charge rock, on that. Of Rock Dog. Yes, oh. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought, I thought Joe the will play the lead. <laughs> it will be called Cop Rock Dog. I like it. Yeah. That's, that's the sequel. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly. only, it's, yeah, it's only Cop Rock Dog. I'm in. Trademark yeah. real spoilers. Yes, yeah, do it now. <laughs> I sent Tom a link because uh, AMC has a streaming service now because yeah. of course they do. Why? The movie theater chain. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got a, yeah, they got a, a streaming service. What are they going to stream? Everything. 
Everything, and, uh, everything crackle is passed <laughs> over. I, uh, well, no, I mean uh, video on demand, not a network. Film, oh, but, oh, oh, but okay, they want okay. you to rent. They want you to buy and rent movies now from AMC after you go That's to the theater. But, well, they'll, and my guess is twofold: is one, they'll probably create bundles where it's like, oh, buy the ticket now and get it on our streaming service for a nickel. That or, I hope so yeah. because that should be a thing. It's like if if they get you to where like you've bought the movie, you've seen it, right. they're going to get more people to the theater. I think it's like you buy the movie and you own it. And oh, they already that's... have all the data of people who already went to see the movie. Yeah. To but be what if you use your stubs? They still know. Yeah, but I mean like does that what do you think that would count though since you're not actually give you a discount. They probably give you a discount or something if you know, but um but also my guess is long term this is their way to like get into your homes as theaters yeah. become less relevant. Because I think they know, too, that at some point, these studios are going to be like, we'll just stream it to... Well, if Universal, why would Universal want to pay a theater yeah. when they can just throw it on right whatever service they've well, got? I mean, I think... Here's the thing. I, I've i been pushing for this type of thing, and there's other people that have tried to create services like this, and of yeah. course the movie industry is against it because they want that theater money, and then they want you to buy it on home video or whatnot, but as they keep bridging the gap, I think they're going to end up killing their business because it's already like, well, the movie comes out in two to three months, right. and instead of bringing the family of five and the popcorn and all right. this wait two to it's two to three months but now it's like well if they're like 30 days after theaters you're gonna release this those people are definitely and more people are gonna be like well why would i not just wait a month and own it It'd be interesting you if know? you could say like if you could figure out what the average price of i don't know two adult tickets are to go to the avengers and you could be like well you can rent you can go home and watch it on your tv for 25 bucks mm-hmm. and you can rent it you have it for 24 hours you can do whatever you want with it yeah and then i, mean, I that think would equal i the think cost the, of- the problem with that though is that psychologically when that movie's in the theater you're like it's a big movie in the theater yeah but if they had said but avengers is going straight to vod there's still the psychological speed bump of but what's wrong with it you sure. know what I mean? oh, that's fair and I think so fair. i think that speed bump is getting smaller <laughs> people keep hitting it well as netflix puts out movies that yeah. are like you know let they're like okay that's there's the irishman yeah like that's pretty good quality yeah. like you know and and uh but i still like i also don't understand the business model of like how a studio like i mean if you put out avengers straight to your streaming service mm-hmm. or you know black panther straight to your streaming service that's a billion dollars in revenue that you're walking away from or that you're taking a chance on right you know like i mean if you're saying if we're saying that like those people who would have gone to the theater anyway are gonna pick it up on vod for 25 bucks you know what i'm saying like day and day of 25 bucks you can sit in your house and you can watch it it's the same the only the only it's actually cheaper because you're not, you don't have to buy popcorn, all that crap, right? Yeah. You know, so if you're going to doesn't pay, go to the to doesn't the, go to the movie, it goes to the movie the theater, studio, goes right. to the theater. That's so if you're they, say, yeah. if you're saying that, like, oh, we'll say one ticket is eight bucks. Well, it, ver- it, it varies wildly. Well, that, mean, they're very low. Yeah, okay, so we'll say, we'll say thirty cheap. bucks yeah. to rent it day and you know Friday night. I'd say sixteen dollars a ticket, especially with these premium probably, theaters. Yeah, yeah that's probably because New York, yeah. I think they're higher than that, and and LA yeah. they are. So, 15, but that's I think but, I, I but feel like. That, but that's another problem. What is that? Whatever you price it at for your pay per view price 
It might be a bargain in New York and L.A., but it's not. A but not here. so much in Des Moines and St. Louis, and you know. Yeah. But no matter what, you can share it. That's the thing. If I'm buying, I would pay fifty dollars for a new movie to not have to buy the expensive stuff, deal with the annoying the annoyances of the theater, and then I'd have four other people come over and chip in. You know, like I would, yeah, I would I could, pay. They could make a lot more than my six dollar ticket. I go yeah. a lot of times during the day. It's six dollars. I'll pay them fifty and get four people to chip in. They'd make way more than us here going in the daytime to see it. You yeah. got your own. I mean, you're, you know, you you've got your own setup. Yeah. You know, you've got your TV, your sound yeah. system. You've got. I've you got know. my 180 inch projector in the basement. I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but it's like I'm not watching on a 27 inch Sanyo. Humble brag. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, no, I in get the basement, it. I, totally I have get surround sound and a 180 inch projector. That's. Do you have a wall I, big enough for that? Yeah, I have a whole wall that I turn to a screen oh, downstairs, right, right. and then, you know, nice, comfortable couch. And so it's, the thing is, it's like I'm not missing out on the big screen experience because people can have really big screens at their house yeah. and I think avoid I, a lot of the inconveniences. I think in 20 years, maybe, I think the, the theater experience will become like a a cinephile niche, thing yeah it's like that's a very niche it'll be thing. like only hipsters will be like vinyl kind of yeah it's, which what a weird thing that that outsold cds only because people have stopped buying cds oh well, yeah that's what no, I, like, yeah. that's not that's the head that's the headline they don't tell you right like right. people are like oh my god more than cds but like when's the last time you bought a cd like, i could it, tell you i will say i have bought more so the sacred bones put out like a, C, a special edition of the the new halloween soundtrack on vinyl okay and i was like yep Bought that. I bought the one from the Crow that they just FYE. Yeah, just they put found out. a niche. Collectors will buy <laughs> yeah. these special. I mean, that's how they're going to make money. Is yeah, putting out a, these. Give me that Die Hard soundtrack. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just like with all the vinyls. I'm like, I'm never gonna. I. I don't own a turntable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't buy any of it. I bought one. What'd you buy? Uh, a Mickey Dolan's. They put out a th- this that. this vanity label, not vanity, but like boutique label. Yeah. Uh, put out a thing called Mickey Dolan's the MGM Collection, and like mm. he put out. Never put out a, an album, but he put out a series of singles on MGM that were Just kind like those of little discs. Yeah, yeah. Like for, yeah, and that were you know they would have a song on each side, and that was it. And I feel old that I have to explain that. But um, <laughs> those little discs is that what you just call? Well, yeah, well, they had tiny records. Well, they had tiny records. Yeah. yeah. And, well, th- were, tiny or like no, they had like well, forty five L- LPs, LPs were, were like, were like twelve inch. Yeah. yeah, you know, and they had like smaller ones that had like one or right. two songs on. They had like one song. Like I so had the Ghostbusters theme. A on single would have a yeah. song on each side, and then they had EPs, which yeah. were in between. Yeah, and they were like about eight inches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I just thought it was funny little tiny discs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he put out a series of singles, but never an album. So this guy like went to MGM. And like, hey, can I, you know, we give me the rights to put this on, you know, and they were just like, like, a, like a specialty. LP. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. OK, so I bought it, but only because I knew the monkeys were coming where I worked. And For I, sure. I could get it signed. So totally. Like, I like I've never listened to it. I just I that's, just that's ha- signed how, it and framed it. And the Halloween it one's still in the, in the wrapper. Yeah. It's so. not going anywhere. So are you guys ready for me to make my point that started this entire tangent? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we're not so used AMC has a we're not, In our defense, we're not used to you having a point. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, and I showed Tom that for the low price of twelve ninety nine, you could own Rock Dog. Oh, great. <laughs> on AMC's. Fantastic. Hey, man, that should be your one get, collection. If you want to get that on Voodoo, it's thirteen ninety nine. Oh. oh. So that's quite I log savings. in. I do a what separate a bold login. Move. I go right into AMC just to watch Rock Dog. What a, what a bold move to put that so high. <laughs> Because I was surely like I was looking around. There was a deal where you get free movies if you buy one, and I'm like, okay, Rock Dog has to be a five dollar one that can be cheap to own and get the other three free ones. No, we want full. But price. Uh, no, it's not. That's what I. I sent I, the link to Tom. I was sure he'd be interested. When I did that interview with the Radio I, Silence guys, I blocked you. 
<laughs> they said I had to rent one of them. Like I wanted to watch their flicks before I talked to them. And I rented one. Of, one of them was on Prime and one of them I had to pay for. And it was like four bucks. And they were like, you actually paid for it? And I was like, yeah. I mean, and I'd expect all of three well, of you to... Duncan s- that morning. They were excited. <laughs> yeah, right. They were. Uh, I was like, I expect all three of you to split that $4 that I spent <laughs> uh, equally between the three of you. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, do we have news? I feel like we got some news. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I always hate <laughs> crowding up the uh, timeline with the same type of news. Like, you know, Scorsese, we had a few different items. Yeah, this- but now Francis Ford Coppola is getting involved. What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't say. Please today. It's, he said the same thing. He said uh, the movies are disa- the Marvel superhero movies are disastrous. <laughs> so he has joined the fray. Oh lord. Uh, Old yeah. man yells at. Cloud. That's exactly what it was. Just, and I was like, uh, just, well, who's? I guess Oliver Stone's next. He's exactly. Little... I mean, this is exactly what like what people become when their parents yell at them and don't like their music. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you just don't understand. And like, I'm never gonna be like that. <laughs> and then you grow up, and your kids are listening. to Somebody crap said and... this coming from the guy that directed Godfather Three. Yeah. So you know, like, what? Oh, you... <laughs> yeah. Well, and you. I mean, you're gonna. And honestly, also, it's not that bad. Like it's it's not Godfather one and two, which are two of the yeah. greatest movies ever I think made. That is the problem. And but it's like, but you know my stance on Godfather three. It's Rocky I, five. Uh, it's not as bad. As it's Rocky not as bad as Rocky five. But that's what it is. It's they're doing yeah. the same stuff where you're just like I don't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> like no, don't do that. There are certain there, that's that's got they have some good scenes and it also and I think good performances. It, it, but. If memory serves, it came out like six months after Goodfellas. Yes, and so you know. What are you so, gonna do? So you, you also know? end up getting like, you know, the other greatest <laughs> gangster movie yeah. ever made. And then you're gonna put out the And then the you get a substandard sequel. Like, wait, the the bastard son of Sonny is you gonna try to hook up with his cousin? We're gonna Nobody sees a problem with this <laughs> storyline? We're just gonna run with it? Okay. Have you seen Scorsese's After Hours? Nope. What a great freaking movie. I watched it, sight unseen, knew nothing about it, but it was on one of these sales for $5. I'm like, okay, Who's in it? Scorsese movie. Um, Griff, Griffin Dunn? Griffin Dunn. Oh, He's really? on This Is Us. Griffin Dunn is also the best friend from uh, American Wolf London. Okay. Yeah. Griffin Dunn's in it, and he is amazing. He's he on is, This Is Us? Someone told me he was, then he was really good on you it. You watch that show. I do. I just... Really? Well, don't quote. Yeah, Tom will look it up. But it is a nonstop exhilarating. Like this guy, what's he, it a boot? This, this guy is just like he's a data entry guy, you know. So he's just like back when. Oh, I didn't realize that was Griffin Dunn. Because people say he's good on that. Is oh, he, I hate that character. Oh, <laughs> uh, is he good at being hated? I guess oh. so. Like oh, whenever I see the character, he he plays. Uh, if you watch This Is Us, he plays Jack's brother, who's like this kind of Vietnam forgotten Vietnam vet okay. kind of a thing, and and uh, but it's like. Uh, Every time I see him, like, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, they couldn't get Mark Maron. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's I, weird. I, I Which could, they could have totally got Mark Does Maron. he have but a facial hair? He does in this. He, he does just, now. Yeah. Okay. But, okay, so real quick, I mean, everyone needs to watch After Hours. 1982, I want to say. I mean, it's uh, Check my plex. You can, you can fact check that, but I think it's like 1982. Let's call it early 80s. And it is about a guy who's, he's just like, you know, kind of a dead-end job. He's training some new guy. You know, he's waiting to clock out. He leaves. He goes to- 85. Uh, 85, okay. And he goes to like a coffee shop, and he's reading a book, and he sees a girl, and he starts talking to her, gets her phone number, and he can't wait to call her. He he ends up calling her at like 11 o'clock at night. It's really late, whatever time it is. And he's like, hey, I just want to call you. And she's like, you want to come over? He's like, now? And he, she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Do you have to work tomorrow, early tomorrow? He's like, no. You know, he's just like, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to come over. And he gets over there and it's just like anything 
wrong that can happen will happen. Like, okay. it's kind of a dark comedy. I would say put it in the dark comedy genre. And, like, just crazy stuff happens. And it's all this, like, mistaken identity. And then something else terrible happens. And then just when you think he gets out of it, something else happens. And it, it never stops. Once it... it once it starts, it never lets up. It's hilarious. You feel bad for the guy. Griffin Dunn's amazing. I mean, it's just like him going through New York for an hour and a half nonstop. And there's there's several people of note in it. The mom from Beetlejuice. She's really young in uh, the movie. Gina Kath- Davis? No, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, Catherine, Catherine O'Hara's O'Hara. in it. Okay. Yeah. There's just like crazy people. I don't want to Terry Gar pops up. Yeah. And, and cool. uh, there's a monkey song there's in it. There's a monkey it, song. So Terry, Terry so. Gar in the 80s. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we were talking about this off off air. Yes. But it goes into my cute versus hot. Oh, without question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to spoil it, but just know like amazing performance from Griffin Dunn. And it's I mean, it's really weird for a Scorsese movie. I don't think he's ever done anything before or after. It sounds since. like Into the Night by John Landis. Like it kind of has that same vibe to it. I mean, that this movie feels more like a John Landis okay. kind of weird comedy mishap movie. But uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Like I bought it for five bucks. Thought I've never heard of this, never seen it. It's Scorsese. I've been watching a lot of his movies, like in preparation for Joker, and since then, and I'm like, what if I like? Let me fill in the gap. He's gaps. got some weird ones in there, and and I bought this, and I'm like, I I loved it. Like yeah. more movies like this, where you just like it keeps you guessing, and there's all these connections. It's so smart the way he writes the characters, and they all like his mishaps, like out of the frying pan into the fire. Right. And they all connect. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So definitely check it out. And I, I mean, it's one that you can buy for cheap because I don't think it's, it's definitely considered one of his lesser works. And, but I think it's more because you don't think of him as doing comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, you got King He's of got comedy. comedy moment, a comedic moment. Sure. He like... certainly, there are certainly funny moments within his films, right. but you don't yeah. think of them. Go get As your, comedies, go yeah. get your shoebox. Like I yeah. would never even Shine call. Shinebox. Shinebox. I would never call the King of Comedy comedy. I think it's very funny at times, but like yeah. it's not a comedy. Right? When you, you know, think of The Hangover as a comedy, totally. Yeah. You know, you know who that is that gets shot in the foot? Right? It's uh, it's Christopher, it's Christopher. from The Sopranos. Yeah. 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 Well, it doesn't get doesn't just get shot. Well, in the okay. Foot. <laughs> and what? What are we? Talking? And Goodfellas. And Goodfellas. The the Christopher is like a he's like a barback. Yeah. In like, when, in and like the, the gangster the famous bar. scene where he shoots shoots him in the foot. The guy that's like. Hanging out, like r- helping w- run the poker game, yeah, and like bringing him drinks and stuff, and he shoots him in the foot because he's he's like he, he mouths off to him. Does he? Yeah, you're right. And I'm then he to... and then he shoots him later. Yeah, he comes back and he says something to him. He shoots him in the foot for mouthing off, and they're like, "No, he respects you for standing up to him. You should do it again." And he does it again. <laughs> uh, uh, right? Yeah. It's like, ah, well, but that was uh, a yeah, that was that, Christopher that's Michael right. Imperioli. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. I saw him on a plane coming back from Jamaica. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. But I mean, as far as the that's, not I, cinema, I, I, I think that people don't remember. First of all, like art house I don't movies, think they remember. But art house movies for a long time have lived in this like, like I think they're more seen now than they ever have been. You've got theaters like AMC that. doing AMC selects. You have a lot more opportunities to see smaller movies. But art house movies generally, these ones that they refer to as quote unquote cinema, like they never made big blockbuster avengers dollars in the first place so i mean i think movies like avengers are keeping theaters alive keeping them selling popcorn and it's just it's just like the times change and they don't like it but it just sounds so snobby and pretentious movies are cinema like i'm with taika with td i'm with all these people like well they play in a theater they play at a cinema Come on, it's you can call it whatever you want. It's it's cinema. I think there for, are films and movies. That's my. That's, I, I get what and, you're saying. And that's but, a little snobby, and I don't necessarily yeah, disagree. But, yeah. but it's it's 
you know, it's yeah. like, do you want to go to the symphony or do you want to see Van Halen? No, I'm but, seeing Van Halen. But to pretend like they both don't take talent. Totally. Yeah. Is totally agree. So totally it's like, agree. The, yeah, so at the base of it, and I, I think it's, so people know what you're talking about. I get saying movies and film and I right. do it subconsciously too. Like you get it. That's a movie. That's a film. I call them different things sometimes to identify them when you're talking sure, about sure. them. But I, I also think at the base of it, it's like, Movies are cinema. They play at a cinema. They're filmed on a camera. There's acting. There's a script. I mean, I agree. Stop being snobby. Like I'm, I'm really done with this conversation. I'm waiting for Eastwood or Oliver Stone or I guess Spielberg's already had his say with the whole Netflix thing. Yeah. So it's just like, but it, all the these guys are, changing, are stuck. Man. They're like, stuck in their ways, and I it does not it does not take away from their talent. They're amazing filmmakers. But come on, it's like to to say like, oh, this isn't cinema, and this is ruining these. Like, no. It's you dumb. can enjoy lots of different movies. I think all of us have a very diverse taste, and we can enjoy an art house movie and a really smart new movie that's full of you know thinking and a ama- in Aaron Sorkin script and all this. And then we can also enjoy our Zombieland deep fried tacos and yeah, <laughs> yeah. And fun movies. And th- to me, that doesn't make the fun movies any less of a movie. Like no, it's, I agree. It's all different, and I, I, it's just you would never have this debate about songs. You would never be like uh, uh, pop. Pop music, but but you, but but you would never just say it's not a song. It's not oh, a sure, song, right? Sure. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right. You wouldn't be like, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. I'm with right, you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but you would, you would never, say it's you not. would never say that. Like, oh, it's so catchy. It's just, it's it, just trash. That's it's, not a song. It's not even. It's no. It ceases to be a song. Yeah. That makes sense. It's, it's, yeah. it's. I don't get how more. And I guess maybe it's because some of the film community are a little more elitist they but you know, i'm just be. saying how are more people not just like you sound so snobby to me it sounds like total snobbery it's it just does. i agree like come on guy. like i get it they're not making movies you want to see <laughs> but look at the box office and look at the people that watch these movies you know the market follows supply and demand sure. and people enjoy these movies and you're getting way more people to the theater remember how movie theaters were having the worst box oh, office yeah. years ever and but you're think, oh but i i do think i that I think some of what the reaction is to is that, but you're only getting people to the theaters for a very certain kind of movie. Not with Joker, tricked them all. I you tricked mean, them, but like, but, but you, you had, know, like, but you had to trick them. But but you but you can do it though. You can yeah. make a smart. My point is, you can but, okay, make but a that's smart, one. <laughs> well, it takes it takes it takes I, I one think, to start a. You know, to make yeah. people think and say, "Oh, I like this is different," and and oh, this worked. Well, now maybe we can be more prestige with our. Yeah. You know, I I'm just saying it takes someone to start the movement, and things will change. Are you saying Todd Phillips is a visionary? I saw Joker <laughs> twice, and I'm telling you what, I I loved it. The second time, it it's like once my expectations were to the side, and I knew it was going to happen, and I wasn't sitting there wait, anticipating every move, sure. and I knew it, and I watched it, and I could really focus on everything they were doing. I'm like movie is amazing i i, I still have it. like as i'm further away i still have some issues with it but i yeah. see what you're saying it, i think a second viewing for that movie is really important okay. i think it plays really i have well. a theory about that entire movie oh, i have tons of theories i think it will be interesting maybe patreon or maybe at some point we do a specialty episode because as i saw it the second time i interpreted things a lot differently mm-hmm. and so that's why i think you need that second i don't think people think it's that type of movie but it really is sure you know and and i will leave it at that but you know, I'm not surprised that people like Francis Ford Coppola are jumping in and saying yeah, that. Francis but it's Ford, like the director of Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, you saw that movie, right? Like it was a that was a hodgepodge of weirdness, and yeah. I don't know what was going well, on. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like okay, Scorsese. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, like yeah, he's he makes some pretty great films and all that. But I'm like Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know. Yeah, that it's his, a little different. His filmography is <laughs> compl- not that he hasn't made great ones, but like. 
You tell me yeah. everything you've made is. And when you money? when you allow but nobody Ke- bats a thousand. No, of like, course that's not. A unfair. No, no, no. But when you allow Keanu Reeves to do that accent, yeah, and you don't be like, we're not doing that. That's not a thing we're doing in this movie at all. Well, mm. you know, but it, you, but you never know until you put that stuff in front of an audience. I, I guess mean, the suit said the same. It tried to stop the Johnny Depp's accent and. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. They saw that performance and they were like, "What are you doing? Yeah, like, this is ridiculous." And and it's like, and it works great. But then, but then that same actor turns around and gives you a same wackadoodle <laughs> performance in Lone Ranger. Like, and no, the suits, then the suits should have shut him down, right? But, should, you know? That's fair. But to all these directors' points, I don't think Scorsese would say Pirates of the Caribbean is cinema. I mean, it's just no, two different conversations. Like, I think he would. A weird. I think you would. What? I think you would because. Because he grew up with pirate movies, and he's going to remember Captain uh, Blood, and and, well, and you know what I mean, and all the Errol Flynn movies. But then and, his definition is just crazy, and, then, but, because you're making movies that are. I'm just, not defending him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I think he would say that it's cinema, and I and I. But I also like that's the point I was trying to make about superhero movies sure. is that this is superhero movies are what. Westerns yeah. and pirate yes. movies You're were totally right. when Martin Scorsese was a yeah. kid and that they were they were considered trash but now people look back on them and realize that that they're not I mean no. some are uh, some are but, garbage but, but there are still fun. some that are yeah. that are great movies yeah. and and uh and I think that you know and I think super the superhero genre is the same thing and I think it'll go the way of the western the, at some point yeah there are there are absolute trash movies sure trash superhero movies and but there are there are great works of art in there too. No, I agree. Disguised as superhero movies. Uh, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's so I mean And it's, not just Joker. No, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean as long as as long as these Fantastic Four. keep getting clicks, <laughs> we're gonna keep getting these headlines and every yeah. interviewer is gonna ask every prestige director this I question. Feel like every three we're, days somebody recycles this Martin Scorsese. Story. It is. Yeah. Well, it, well, I'm, yeah. Coppola didn't help things to yesterday, <laughs> but but I, it's just now every single director is going to be asked this, and anyone that has to do with Marvel now is going to be asked to defend it. Marvel, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I mean, in an interview, I just like that. Taika Waititi had a great answer. James Gunn had the same answer as well. Yeah, yeah. but but Taika Waititi for um, Jojo Rabbit, you know, he's just yeah, like I'm looking forward to that. He's just like, well, the, they're not going to call it the Marvel attic universe it's cinemas <laughs> in the title like, he's so funny i mean you know he's, he's so quick funny. he just thought about it for a second he was like well it's it's right there in the title it's <laughs> cinema it's, you know but uh it's gonna it's not going away but you know our stance and i think it's just it's old man yells at cloud yeah and unfortunately and it doesn't demean or diminish their previous work they're great directors but i think you see this with anyone that gets older and set in their ways and it's just we're just applying until it now they, to, until dc's like hey movies. can you here's three million dollars it's like, oh, these are great movies. Three? Well, yeah, do you want him to get out of bed? I don't think so. So if he's going to waste a, even a you know minute of his time, you know, I what do you don't think it would take to be, get him to? What do you think it would take? A really interesting project. Yeah, because I don't think it's yeah, money yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he's not getting any younger. It's like That's he's got to choose what movies he wants to do. And I think getting the Irishman in is a great accomplishment for sure. You yeah. know, and like I think you getting, could you could definitely pay off Francis Ford Coppola to make one of those for sure. <laughs> yeah, can I? As long as he doesn't include his nephew. Huh? Nick? Yeah, Nick. <laughs> well, but Nick you better Co- believe if he Nick makes Coppola. you better believe oh. if he makes one, Nick he is made gonna, two. Well, yeah, Ghost Rider, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, if Francis Ford Coppola is directing, you better believe <laughs> Nick Cage is gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably gonna get to play Superman. But in in comic book related news and movies, we've got two new cast members for Matt Reeves' Batman. Oh yeah, we've got Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, which great. I think is brilliant. Yeah. I think uh, she's got a great look for for Selena Kyle. It's interesting. I, I feel like there are certain characters that you can 
the, there's no like distinct race that they need to be. And no. I feel like Selena Kyle I've is never, one of those. I've They've never. actually also drawn her from time to With time. like a Latino or uh, like, yeah, they definitely like, a... like a div- not white. Right. Not right. white. Yeah. In the, in the Dave Mazzucchelli, Frank Miller year one, she definitely has a different look yeah. than uh michelle pfeiffer but i've never thought of catwoman as being like that character has to be white nope. i mean i guess i don't think that way for most characters unless it has to do with the story you right know? right right but i it's just like i've never thought of that and to i guess fans credits and i know that you jumped out ahead of it like uh, oh boy yeah. here comes the, but i didn't i haven't really heard any. I, that's the one i'm actually surprised that i mean with jeffrey wright and zoe Kravitz, well, i think the races are okay with the race <laughs> i think the racists are okay with the casting because she's a thief Oh, <laughs> maybe geez. I mean yeah God forbid the cop is you know when, they, when, when they that make... casting came down I was like I'm sorry can someone let me know am I supposed to be outraged that <laughs> that they cast a black actress to play a thief or that they cast a black actress in a white role I, I don't supposed, know which I'm supposed to be upset I don't about know anymore. where I'm supposed to fall on this too, whole thing I'm too bored to care yeah yeah but I you know luckily uh, again I haven't really heard the outrage I've heard a lot of support from other for actors both of them, for of course, Jeffrey Wright and, and her well, Jeffrey Wright's so amazing I think that I guess there's people that don't watch a lot of great work out there but for people that know jeffrey Wright, that when i saw that i'm like no brainer yep, like he is going to do an amazing job with that role. just don't just let him don't put a hairpiece on him but i mean i think the most exciting news paul dano as the riddler. riddler i that is inspired casting that is that is great I'm just glad we're not getting another joker yeah like, let it go oh, yeah. let it go jonah hill oscar nominated actor i really like jonah hill's performances he's been turning in and Absolutely. like the money ball type yeah. the more serious performance mm-hmm. he's obviously very funny but he's very talented i mean even the you know uh he won't get far on foot with joaquin phoenix yeah. like he, he does a good job as the, the leader war, of the war dogs yeah but like he i mean he's a good actor right but the more i'm removed from him in the running and i see paul dano i'm like I like that a lot better. I like that I a just, lot. I think Jonah Hill playing a character like the Riddler, someone that's supposed to be more zany and being more goofy, I think it would take you out of it because you're just going to go looking back. At Jonah Hill. You're just going to go back to that Jonah Hill goofy comedy and right. less of his Oscar-nominated acting. And I, I, and it's not his fault, but I just think you know him so much from his zaniness sure. that it's going to end up making that very prestigious movie. I mean, look I at don't the, know though because his zany, he, he's not zany. Like he's very funny, yeah. but he's not like he's super, not Jim Carrey. He's not super high energy, wacky, right? But, where the yeah. the Riddler kind of is. So like that kind of manic energy, like maybe it it would have been different. I have no complaints about Paul be, Dano. Just yeah. to be clear, sure, but <laughs> but. And also, are we sure that that's the role he was even up for? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that Jonah Hill was that that he, that it was the that it was the Riddler they wanted him to play. I mean, I feel like I have never seen a confirmation that's who they that's who he was targeted for. Right, you know, but it was I feel, a villain. I feel like if if they, as soon as they say that Jonah Hill's out and, and then Paul, Paul Dano's Dano got in, it. yeah, right. I feel like that's I mean could be the same role. I just I also don't know where they're at in the development process. Did they maybe go you know that's that could w- be was it like oh well then we'll go with a different villain and a different actor. yeah, well, yeah. I have no clue. I know that Robert Pattinson has said that the suit is he's seen either the suit or he's seen it on paper and he's like it is amazing. So like they're they're far they're they're far enough right. that I feel like they must have a script. Gotcha. So they know. And my my only fear is is they're gonna start throwing too much at it, and it's like I like back the train up. Like you don't need like if if you're saying the Catwoman is the love interest, fine with it. Yeah. You know I'm fine with that. And then Riddler's the villain. My fear is I don't want to see Dick Grayson. I don't want to see. 
Barbara Gordon. I don't want to, you know, Harvey Bullock is fine, but I feel like when they start, if they're, because I think the rumor at one point is they were trying to adapt either Hush or The Long Halloween. And it's and the and the point of both of those books is like with Hush, it was Jeff Loeb just being like, let's just throw everybody in it. So you had Superman and Poison Ivy and Talia. I don't think Matt Reeves is adapting anything, which honestly. is good. Like I mean, we've said that, but then you look at the Joker, it's like, well, there's that thing, there's that thing, there's that thing. I don't think they adapt to anything either, though. Well, I mean, I feel like that whole scene with Robert De Niro is right out of the Dark Knight. Like that's a very specific scene in the Dark Knight. Which scene is that? Where he's where the Joker goes in the show. In the Dark Knight Returns, the Joker is rehabbed, and they send him on to like a David Letterman type show, and he's not rehabbed. He's been playing the entire time, and he kills the entire audience. That scene in the Joker is almost the exact same scene. But now I, it, it's it's set up a little bit differently, but but paying homage or taking elements and adapting something are two completely different. I agree. I mean, Joker is such a far stretch. There's no Batman story that's ever followed the beats of joker no i agree you know what i mean like i mean joker is such its own thing i get that you can have elements and it is a dc joker movie but you know and there's bruce wayne in there so of course you can i right. mean the alley and pearls and sure they took things but they zorro didn't adapt the game it, but they didn't adapt it you know what i mean no i, I get so it. so i'm just uh, my fear is that they're gonna be like we're gonna throw 15 villains and if you're gonna say that like there's a scene where batman is punching kite man in the face in the very beginning and he's like that's your introduction to batman fine but I don't want to see the Penguin and the Riddler team up. Right. You know, I have a feeling they're going to be minor roles. I think they're casting to establish the universe, you know, but yeah. I, I bet you it's not going to be him fighting three villains with a plan together. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that I loved about The Dark Knight is you get that team of Batman and Harvey mm-hmm. and it's working. And then like Harvey's the tragic character where now you're not well, where now he's got to fight the Joker. It's too di- like they don't have a, they don't have a team together. But, like, Batman's got to fight two villains on two different fronts, mm-hmm. which worked more than, like, Poison Ivy somehow creating Bane. I don't know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess Timothy Chalamet, is that his name? For what? Is Dick Grayson. Like, that's the big rumor right now. That's and pe- I, that's just people talking. That's not a real Oh, rumor. it is? Okay, yeah, good. it's not. Good, good, good. Yeah. I don't want to see. I, if you want to show me a flyer for the Flying Graysons coming to Gotham, yeah. fine. Now somebody did a fan art. It's not a rumor at oh, all. Okay. It's fan. Whew. It's fan casting. Good. That's yeah. not what I don't. I mean, he would be fine. He'd be great. People were thinking that he would be too young against like Robert Pattinson's pretty young, and so they didn't want like a Timothy Chalamet aged Dick oh, Grayson. They want like a kid. Yeah, because they want. I mean, if, at that age, if Robert Pattinson's that age, you'd yeah, you'd want to adopt a younger Dick Grayson. You wouldn't <laughs> want a five five year younger. He'd never adopt him. Okay, you know what I'm saying. He's his ward. Okay. <laughs> yes. They're lovers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I I just don't want to see a get it get it to, get too globbed down with villains and plots. You and want bat nipples. I get I it. Do, yeah. <laughs> oh, the only suit that didn't have nat- bat nipples was Alicia Silverstone, so f that guy. Oh, it wasn't that cold. <laughs> yeah. He was very forward thinking. He was <laughs> He was getting out in front of the whole Me Too thing. I would show her butt, but I won't show her nipples on her side. When I take a forward thinking, Joel <laughs> Schumacher <laughs> is the guy. Absolutely. That's, that's the guy. But yeah, so I think that's, that's really fun. Like that's That movie is shaping up to be something yeah. that could be something really interesting. Oh, and uh, they just said that uh, Michael Giacchino is doing the score. They're putting together something. The team is there. I mean, I think at this point, with Matt Reeves attached to it and the level of care that they seem to be putting into this thing, yeah. 
I I think it's going to be big. Like I feel like this is going to be kind of like the second coming of the Nolan verse, the where it's like, yeah, this is Batman, but I think it's going to have that prestige feel to it. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be on another level. Could be. So it could be. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what they end up doing with it. Yeah, game on. And I mean, the last news what, that I was trying to allude to earlier was we have more Jared Leto news, where it's just what like this guy. Idiot. I, it's it's just it's tough because it's like I mean I since I saw Jared Leto in Requiem for a Dream I'm like this guy's talented he's a good actor he's now an Oscar winning actor the guy's mm-hmm. good but the more of this stuff you hear about the way he acts and his cult and you know just his musical persona where he dresses up like Jesus and it's like this guy I don't know if he could do anything else more to turn people off but like he comes up with stuff all the time <laughs> oh and, don't he here yeah. hold my beer now this is hearsay it's not like he announces right. but through his manager who is no longer working with <laughs> you know through people talking it, it came out that essentially he tried to stop Todd Phillips Joker how how? He was already upset that they were making a standalone without him, and then he called his manager, who's Todd, or he called his old agent, who is Todd Phillips' agent. Ah. And word is that he tried to get uh, word to the DC bigwigs or the Warner bigwigs and put a halt to that movie. So I, it's I like, love that Jared. Le- I love the Jared Little thinks he has that kind of power to stop a movie. Yeah. Like I don't think you could have a more higher... yeah. You kind of kind of wonder like what what kind of juice he thinks he has. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, you were. Uh, yes, you've won an Oscar. Congratulations. Yeah. That's that's impressive. A lot of other people. A lot of other too, people yeah. have too. You're not that important in this. In the whole de- like you were you were the the minorest of minor cogs on this DCEU wheel. And gotta tell you, you broke. Yeah, like you almost broke the whole wheel. I, yeah, if there's one thing that I mean, you could point to that was just atrociously bad. Yeah. I mean, it. He's a good actor. I'm not saying he I, isn't, I, but but I I think that's also the difficulty of playing the Joker. Like, it's a very broad role. It is, and I mean, you really have to stick the landing, yeah, or it it turns into that, or it's awful, yeah. And and it's it's but, it's a it's a it's a tightrope walk. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think anyone's ever been awful before. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, I see what you're saying. Single, every single Joker. Yeah has been perfect for what they were doing. I, I think Cesar and Romero the, was amazing. I, what sure. he was, I you know, still like, think, though, that, like, I, I'm not prepared to say that he was a bad Joker. He was... He was a bad Joker in a bad movie. He was in a bad movie. Yeah. And it's it's hard to gauge what that performance would have looked like in a better movie. But he was methody. I think he created that Joker. I'm not yeah. saying the visual concepts. Maybe he didn't design the whole gangster Joker look and all that. The visual but, concept but, comes but, from Jim Lee. But I do believe that he, as a the method stuff, you heard about how crazy he was on set and stuff. Like, yeah. I think he developed that Joker. I think that he made these choices i think they were his choices for what he thought was really great with this to go with these visuals and what they decided they would go with um i just don't think that an actor like jared Leto is like yeah i don't know but i will do that really weird crappy stuff like you know what i mean i think that was him and i, I wonder bad no, choice, i mean know? i wonder if he I, I agree that like a vacuum it's his perf- i mean it's the choices he made as an actor yeah. i don't think that it was forced upon him i'm saying that like i don't know that those would come across as negatively in a better movie. Oh, I, I mean, I do. Yeah. I, I just, I think, I just think it's awful. I think yeah. that, I think that gangster Joker with the tattoos and the damaged and just the way he talks and the look—it's just—it's cringe-inducingly bad. I don't it's, man. I don't mind the the look of him. Like oh. beca- it, the look is what it is because that is. I mean, Jim Lee drew him like that at one point. Like in All Star Batman and Robin, that's how he looked. 
he was he had like you know he kind of had like a gangster look to him um he had tattoos so like that look is inspired yeah. by the comics so that is a thing that is out there i just don't think it worked My, we've talked about this before it can totally. work in a comic book i don't think it works in real life have you seen the fan art removing the tattoos yeah and it the looks grill? really good he looks great <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I know. it's just that look it just doesn't work for what it it, it does not work yeah that character. But, but yeah jared let him just like yeah. You are not that important. But the buddy. point is, I just, I, you know, if it is true, and again, this is people talking, but I have a feeling that not saying this happened, I'm guessing that his ex-manager probably told someone <laughs> because who else would know? Sure. And now that it got out, he knows that it was him. And I'm guessing that they talked like this guy tried to get me to stop this movie <laughs> that's making $800 million. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing, but it's like the more I hear about this Jared Leto stuff, I just. He's done. It makes you just feel like, yeah, it's a good, he's yeah. making it very difficult. I think for people to want to work with this Oscar winning filmmaker and sure i mean i know people can be actors can be difficult but yeah. it's like the stuff you're hearing about them i don't want you on my set yeah, yeah. well it uh we should probably uh turn yeah, our eyes to know. the box office don't you think uh, this is the not quite box office report. but that means there's some box office. a little bit yeah yeah so uh kevin has his abacus at the ready kevin i do i've got it ready for a quick little rundown here so um the movie of the week is not number one this week uh that goes to the big disney movie maleficent mistress of evil that brought in 37.5 million dollars i think the first one made like a billion dollars it was oh a huge it was a huge hit not I, opening weekend but oh, i mean it was yeah. a huge well, right, right. A but huge I, movie certainly think they thought they'd be doing better than this yeah i 30 35 million dollars now again it's going to do gangbusters overseas i'm sure Sure. this is just domestically but i don't have a budget it's not disclosed i don't have any overseas money at this time so we'll have to wait and see but yeah i think it's a little bit of a disappointment for did you see it i did and Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, Yeah. I thought the first one was a snooze. I did too, and this one is even snoozier. I liked the first one, and I came to it late, and I think maybe because I had seen so many remakes at this point that when I went and finally watched the first Maleficent, I'm like, oh, they were doing their own thing, and it's it's a twist. It's a different take on the It's kind of like Wicked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I love Wicked. I thought it was a really good idea. I thought it was interesting to you know, we don't know about Maleficent. Why is she this evil queen? And I think that's really interesting to understand. And uh, I thought it was a pretty fun movie. I mean, the visuals are a little cheesy and all that. But overall, yeah. I thought it yeah, was fun. I thought it looks cheesier. Oof. I thought it does that thing that lazy sequels do where they completely negate everything that happened in the first uh, one. Where make, they're her, like, make her a bad guy? Well, so no, it's not that they make her a bad guy. It's that they they like oh remember how it ended where like you know she kind of had made progress and people realized yeah. that she wasn't evil she was just different the and lesson th- was learned and then it's like oh but the but the queen said that like no that's not true and everybody believed her and now it's all back to how it was oh. and I'm like are you are you kidding me with one line of dialogue We've one undo- line undo- you're the unwriting movie. the entire movie and pretending like it's still the same world like oh come on yeah. like, i was just so mad that, so mad that they would oh yeah that first movie ends it. where it's a happy ending yeah and maleficent gets her wings back that causes the whole thing as the the bad guy clipped her wings and so she gets them back she's happy you know good triumphs over evil and she's friends with aurora and so it's like that movie stood on its own it didn't yeah. need a sequel you know they didn't know how it would be they didn't write it opened up for the sequel yeah sure and so they now tagged it on and obviously rewriting it yeah and it's, oh my god yeah. so and then like the first one was like a like kind of a rape allegory kind of yeah and then <laughs> and then this one is mixed marriage yeah, he does he drugs her and uh, takes her wings yeah, yeah. in the first one so right and, that's true, and yeah. this one's a mixed marriage so like aurora's getting married to 
is it Prince Charming in Sleeping Beauty? Like, I don't know, but it's Philip is okay. It's I don't Prince Philip is Sleeping Some Beauty. Some Prince. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. But they refer to him as Charming in the movie, yeah. and so uh, I, I think know they if all he, have names, gotcha. but but they're I think they're called Prince Charming in both. Like, gotcha. Referred to. Yeah. So. Uh, so <laughs> now it's like, oh, but Aurora, you're from the woodland or uh-huh. something. And uh, so this guy's I don't from know the that we city. Can do this. He's from the and, city. You're oh, from yeah, the county. Geez. Sounds like a stretch for a conflict. Yeah. And it was, oh my God. It's, and then, and then, uh, Angelina Jolie disappears for large swaths of yeah, the Yeah. She movie. had to go film the Eternals. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, like. So they focus on Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. Which I don't mind. Michelle Pfeiffer is like, you know, let, the name is kind of a head fake, right? Michelle Pfeiffer's the mistress of evil. She's the bad one. Uh-huh. And so, uh, because she doesn't want them to get married. She's sure. the, the mom of the prince. And so, uh, and then, and then it just, and then. Is she in the first one? No. Was she the queen in the first? I mean, she wasn't the first one. It was just her. It was just Maleficent. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if they I ever showed. Because there was no the, Prince I mean, Charming, was there? Yeah. The guy is in there. He's. Yeah. Oh, I guess he has to wake her up, right? He's yeah, he's the the love interest in the first one. Okay, so I just didn't know if his mom I have zero or recollection. Were, yeah, if she's in the movie, and I'm too lazy to Google it. It's for the best. Uh, but um, but yeah, and then and then it just turns into like we'll attack the kingdom, and 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 oh. it's yeah, no thanks, that's too bad. Glad and then we, like, glad we passed on that. One. They're like, and then at the end of the movie, they're because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the movie, when they're like having this big giant battle in the kingdom with like the the woodland, they you find other maleficent creatures whatever fairy she is uh, she's a fairy she's a fairy okay they find other like you know tough fairies and they're fighting and it's like i mean it's like lame of thrones it's just <laughs> what are we doing and then they're like just attacking the kingdom and and people and they're getting killed like people are dying yeah and then like when it's over and like we've all learned our valuable lesson then then bring like, out your dead they're like they're like and and in order to 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 unify, oh, no. we will have a wedding, and everybody's like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "You're literally standing on corpses right now." <laughs> like that's what just happened in this movie. They like, didn't undo it all. It's not them. like a week later they didn't like wave a wand, and I'm like, "You're legit standing on the rotting corpses of your loved they didn't ones." Give them a couple cheering because a prince and a princess are gonna get married. Oh, I have oh. entrails stuck on my shoes. See, yeah. That's that's yeah, that's bad writing. To where they try to push it's horror, it. It's a horror movie, but yeah. that's that's where they want to. They have an agenda. They want to get their Disney princess prince yeah. thing in, and they write a terrible script around it. Yeah. And that's and it's a shame because you know what that means. If this doesn't do well, oh, we better stick to the reboots and the re. I mean the remakes. Sure, sure. But that's what this is anyway. So who cares? Well, I no, kinda, I mean, this is its own thing. It's no, it's not. It's sleep. It's a Sleeping You're, Beauty reboot. They just came at it from a different. They just came at right. it sideways. Yeah, but that's not. But a, it's still. But it's not, but it's not the, like the it's still, It's not like it's an original story. Yeah, I think it's more original it, if they yeah. were to do a straight up Sleeping Beauty movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's not like we haven't seen these sorts of things. I agree. Like, you know, right, I but, don't, yeah. but that's different. I don't than think. Remakes, but so. I don't think we're gonna. It, it will necessarily screw up a a sideways adaptation. <laughs> Snow White from the from the perspective of the apple. Yeah. I just I just think that you know Lion King makes two billion dollars. Aladdin makes over a billion dollars. These are remakes, like straight remakes, yeah. you know, with you very little Mul- change. You got Mulan and, then, and a little mermaid. Yeah, in the but then in Maleficent, it's like, you know, they do this Elseworld thing. I'm just saying if it doesn't work, they're going to think twice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'd rather have them trying, and I wish they did a better job, but I'd yeah. rather have them do this 
than to just do straight remakes. I can see that. You know, I, yeah, just, I get that. So anyway, we'll see what that ends up doing. But thirty-seven point five million, I think, is a little lackluster. Uh, Joker, though, sticking around. Week three, another thirty million dollars, almost forty-seven percent drop. It's up to two hundred and forty-seven million dollars domestic <laughs> oh and uh, six hundred and nineteen worldwide after making almost four hundred overseas. What did the Hangover do? What did that first one do? I like, is this his highest grossing film? Oh, Hangover made a ton of money. I know it uh, did. Yeah, four hundred and sixty-seven million. Yeah worldwide that's so, crazy yeah joker huge and like i said to tom i mean i think this is really cool what they did i don't mean in a mal- malicious way and i'm left to be confused <laughs> i but they kind of tricked people like as i watched the movie the second time i'm like this is an art house movie this is sure you got people under the guise of a dc comic book movie which it also is yeah but you're not watching a superhero you know a quote-unquote marvel movie as scorsese coined it but i think what this does is it gets people to maybe open up their mind to seeing other films that are like wow this is they did some really neat stuff here the, this, this is, is like scorsese let me go watch these scorsese movies that i've never seen this yeah. is this is what dc did in the 80s honestly like with their comics they started to take a more a quote-unquote adult approach to their heroes and i feel like as i was watching this i was like well if if this works and it has i could i could see them kind of starting to splinter off into more uh I, I has, I'm hesitant to say adult movies. Well, people are calling it DC Black, like the yeah, comics. yeah. I could see that. I mean, like, Todd Phillips tried to do that, so Todd Phillips wanted to do his own little. I think that's a not a bad idea. But he pitched that, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa let's see what happens with this movie." Right. He pitched to them, being and now he's like, "The cost of that just <laughs> yeah, tripled." Right. <laughs> but it's like he wanted to be the kind of the Kevin Feige or you know the whatever the you know the he wanted to oversee stuff. yeah and he want he pitched them let's call this the dc black label and uh they said no let's see what happens but uh so that was a rumor like some people have been calling it that but that's not an official sure that was his I, I could see them doing that i think if you know there are certain characters that fit the dc black label more so than is that like constantine constantine the, uh, swamp thing yeah. uh uh dream and uh sandman um preacher mm. like all those kind of vertigo yeah. uh characters and there's also some dc characters like i feel like uh animal man could fit you know the grant morrison stuff could fit well, into there animal man got pulled into vertigo it did but yeah. i think like that story is better than the other stuff that they were doing yeah you know what i mean like the, the grant morrison jeff lemire animal man was better than yeah preview or doom patrol and that kind of stuff i think all kind of work in, yeah. that, in that world well we'll see we'll see what ends up uh, happening to that whole thing we'll see how joker changes the vision or you know whatever trajectory dc's on because at this point <laughs> if, if the abrams thing is to be believed i'm sure they'll we'll have we'll have the dc normal label, or black <laughs> yeah. label. yeah we'll see because it's like we've got matt reeves is a standalone trilogy that's not connected to the dcu sure we have wonder <laughs> woman still coming out aquaman aquaman, is successful. Ju- aquaman 2 Shazam. is actually getting ready to go i think they said the script is done for aquaman 2 i heard that jason momoa pitched an idea for is the that story, what it was but i mean that doesn't mean it's done he has an idea for it though how do they not have something ready to go already i don't know but but uh the the point is it's like now it's confusing because joker's standalone matt reeves is standalone you have the failed justice league stuff they've lost their batman and, and probably then you, their superman 
But then, well, yeah, but it's like, but then you have these successful ones that are part of that <laughs> that are still actually coming out, and like Wonder Woman's ready. So it's a mess. The over end there. of Shazam ha- literally has the Henry Cavill Superman suit, like at yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah, it's weird. I yeah, who knows? But uh, going going through this uh, number three, Zombieland, the movie we're getting into next episode, made twenty five point six million dollars. So we'll get into that one. Uh, don't really have an overseas total yet. Number four, The Adams Family in week two, seventeen point seven million, only a forty two percent drop on that one. So that one's still doing pretty well. They greenlit a sequel after opening weekend. So uh, look forward to that. Number five, Gemini Man. Yikes. The word is a bullet on that one. Swing and a miss. The word is that is not very good. Can you, Uh, I asked, I think, I don't know if I asked you this. Can you remember an act? So obviously you remember Robert Downey Jr. Who? Heard of him. When he was younger, right? Like you saw him when he was younger. I mean, I watched, I mean, I've You watched him grow up. Yeah. I mean, I remember him in like really bad movies like. Johnny B. Good, where he was oh, playing man, second right. fiddle to yeah. Anthony Michael Hall, yeah, and and I, and, uh, and I mean, I remember him like in what Back to School. Remember? Yeah, oh yeah, he was, I he was love, in Back to School. I love yeah, Back he's, to School. He's the he's like the douchey guy that picks yeah. on Roddy weird. Dangerfield's kid. Oh, weird, my weird science. Yeah. So so like I feel like so when we see that de-aged Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. in Iron Man three, you're like, yeah. okay. That they changed his voice, they changed his face. It works. What was his big movie? What did when he looked like that? Less than zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was, I think, the one where people were like, "Oh, oh. this dude can legit act." Yeah. That's life imitating art, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, but like, or Michael Michael Douglas. Like when you see Michael Douglas mm-hmm. in Ant Man, I feel like I don't know what happened here, but like when I see that version of Will Smith. It's like what you know. We know what he looked like as a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, like I don't like. It, I, I mean, we know what he sounded like. All I know is the trailers, but that looked jarringly bad. Yeah, and I agree. Well, what, so the the real quick of it is is I don't. I, maybe I mentioned it on the show. I can't remember if I did. It might have just been a post. But Gemini Man was filmed by Ang Lee, a great filmmaker. Totally, right. I mean, we've we've known him except for Hulk and the States from you know crouching tiger hidden dragon was the big one that when that came over here and it was like wow this guy and he's made a ton of stuff yeah right. uh but he filmed it he did like a james cameron thing that seems like only james cameron can pull this stuff off he filmed it in 4k 120 frames per second 3d there are that's how he filmed the entire movie yeah but why it is yeah. made to be seen in 4k 120 frames a second that high frame rate crap yeah uh and 3d do you know how many theaters in the United States can support that type of I was gonna, viewing? How, how many projectors? It's like none. How many projectors? Exactly is exactly zero. Is anything in 4K? Well, most are... Well, not 4K, 3D. There are 4K projectors, okay. sure. Okay, okay so but, zero theaters in the U.S. Hold on. <laughs> so so you can watch it in 60 frames a second. Normal is 24. You can watch it in 60 frames a second, 1080p 3d and guess how many theaters support that in the united states Two, like 10 14 yeah <laughs> so it's okay so basically everyone's seeing it in 24 frames a second maybe you're seeing it in regular 3d well, first off do we learn nothing from the hobbit the right bingo. no one liked that second i don't understand how a clearer picture would make this better the like <laughs> well apparently well, it's, 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 no, it's very cg so like the thing with the high frame rate is the special effects they they like blend in better let's on that high frame rate stuff and okay. so if you're not seeing it that yeah. way it just seems like a better picture would make it look worse you i know get what you're mean? saying because it'd be yeah. clearer but no it's the way the movement and everything like it's like video games are done at very high frame rate sure. if you have a good enough computer system they're optimized 
blah 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 but they they look better at high frame rate so the way that he filmed it and with the cg effects they all were intended to be viewed like this and no one's seeing it that way so (laughs) apparently it's not only just not that great of a script like it's pretty bad and was kicked around for 20 years or whatever but like apparently it just looks awful i think the idea is cool like i like the idea that he was the perfect killing machine and he said f this i'm out so just like cool we'll just clone you like I li- like that idea. Like is is super oh. is is sci fi enough? I was like, I can get that's fine. Oh, I liked it in Looper, <laughs> but, but it, well, it was the same guy. It was just time travel. But you're right. But, I mean, it's a similar. It is premise. A very so similar. You got to fight the younger yeah. version of yourself. right. And so I like I like that idea. But man, yeah. what a trick! I mean, I'll check. At it least out. with Looper, they put him in makeup. But yeah. but it's Angley is again. He's one of these visionaries like Cameron. But Cameron's movies they always make a ton of money. But he he did uh, that uh, Billy Flynn's long halftime walk. That was high frame rate three D. You know, for a movie that isn't a special right. effects driven. But he meant it to be viewed like that. And it's like I appreciate what he's doing as a filmmaker. But the thing is, if you're making a big like what could be a big tentpole action right. summer blockbuster with Will Smith, it's like. Why did him and the studio and the distributors not talk and be like, can anyone view this how you intend? I just feel like it's a weird thing to film a movie to be viewed away. Who put that out? Bruckheimer? Weird. And all right. Paramount is the distributor. Okay. But yeah. So anyway, I just figured Paramount to be like, what are we doing? What? Even we don't have a theater like this. What are (laughs) we We can't even watch yeah. the movie right. So $36 million domestic on that one, 45 overseas, so it's not even doing that crazy Do you think there. he's he's no longer an A-list actor? Smith? Yeah. He's got a lot. I mean... I, I feel, feel like he's had I more misses than hits in the last... be interesting what Bad Boys 3 does. This 3? 4? I've never yeah, seen is, one. It's 3. Are you serious? I've never seen oh, one. Oh, man. 1 and 2 are great. Yeah. Like, they are great yeah. That trailer flicks. is awful. That trailer is awful. I and, saw and, it with, and, with Zombieland, and it looks terrible. And honestly, some of it's the editing. That's one of the worst edited yeah. trailers I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. Where it's just where it keeps doing that, boom, boom, bad boys, <laughs> and then like goes to another three seconds, and then does that sound again, right? And again, and again, it like oh my good. god, I, I hated it I hope so it's fun, much because those first two are good. Those we'll, first we'll two are see. great. But uh, yeah. rounding the top ten here, you have Abominable at number six, Downton Abbey number seven, Judy at number eight. Hustlers still sticking around oh, at number nine, and it chapter two, so it is sticking around right yeah. up to Halloween. And yeah. uh, I don't know if they have a release yet uh, scheduled before Halloween, but we were guessing they would. Mm. Uh, so I think that's perfect timing if they, you know, still make their their couple million every weekend and then drop it on home video yeah, in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty smart strategy. It's paying off. And it's making a ton of money. So. That's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on uh, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join our group, the League of Show Shares. Don't forget when you're uh, on your podcast delivery device (laughs) you can uh subscribe you should subscribe so you never miss an episode and also uh check us out on patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers so that's it for this one coming up with the next one we will tackle zombie land 2 until then you've been warned welcome to zombie land we're a family dysfunctional sure but what family isn't this your dad my sister is gone she picked up the boy a musician! We write it, dog. There are zombies approaching. 
see? Oh, man, it's so tiny. Big, tiny! She is adorable. <laughs> Zombieland Double Tap. Rated R. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.